This program is for mature audiences only. Please have your fake ID ready. Welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech, the weekend edition. Featuring Sean Priest, Tim Schwartz, Robin Christofferson, Sally Clay. But first, that blind guy himself, it's Stephen Scott. Oh, hello. Welcome along to Blind Guy Talks Tech for the weekend. And who have we got with us this week? We have, oh, it's Robin Christofferson at Land of All Peace Surveys. Hello. I love the weekend. <laughs> I can sit out in my grounds eating oh, yes. um, crustless, you know, Swab. crest sand. <laughs> Yes. ones, drinking <laughs> swan's blood, doing what yes. you do. Yeah, absolutely. And we've also got the grumpy farmer, grumpy farmer, grumpy farmer. I don't know why I'm grumpy. Shane Priest. Hello. I am grumpy. I'll go with that. I don't know why. Nothing particularly's gone wrong, but it's just you know, I just uh, everyone's annoying me right now. Right. Okay. Well, the good news is there's not many of us here this week because uh, I know, that's good. everyone's fallen away. So, so Tim's having computer problems. So he can't join us. Sally yeah. had to run to a crisis. She did. I'm yep. I'm thinking people are losing interest in this show. That's like yeah, well, apparently, apparently we're losing interest because now it's only on a Saturday. <laughs> I mean, what's going on? Seven days a week. That's what we signed up for. Okay, well, that's fine. So as of uh, now, Sean Priest on Sunday. It's uh, Ooh, coming your way. That, that would work. Sean Priest on Sunday. Monologues like uh, Alan Bennett. Yeah. yeah, I've suddenly changed my mind on that. Sunday's well, a damn rest. Bennett. Um, <laughs> Lenny Bennett. Ah, we're going back now. Bennett. Um, um, I can't well, think of anyone else with Bennett. No, that's it. it. Yeah. Anyway, hi, everybody. So, Robin, how's your week? Your weeks, actually, because it's been two weeks since we've yeah. been here. A so fortnight, or as Americans say, two weeks. Do they? <laughs> Well, they really know what good. Fortnite is. It's so funny they don't when you know go. What Fortnite you have no is. idea what that is. It's so funny when you ask Canadians or Americans. You say, "Oh, we'll do it in a Fortnite," and they're like, "What in, in a in a computer game?" And I'm like, "No, in two it's weeks." True, actually. When we, what is a fort? Why is it called a Fortnite? Well, Robin, although he's a king. Yeah, Robin, bland no, of all I thought he it was a job apparently. for um, guarding a, a castle. A fortnight. No, maybe for- not. Only did it for two weeks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we don't know what that is. No, we have no idea what it is. Yeah, exactly. So, how's your fortnight been, Robin? Oh, amazing. Really, really good, thanks. Did, yeah, did I had you a have a whole... good jubilee? Yeah, yeah. You we and the Queen? Loads... Yep. Waving your little flags? Well, actually, the Queen didn't come to our jubilee uh, end of street party. Oh, that's just disgraceful. Bit of a disappointment. But yeah, uh, and it was raining the whole time. But apart from that, of course it, it was. was fab. <laughs> Typically British. <laughs> it was really it's good. so funny, because so Sean and I were in Canada, obviously, during the whole thing. Well, I was actually I was there. Weren't you? you were home by that point. Mm, mm, so mm. did you? Oh, hang on, then. So, Mister Priest, did you? Uh, did you partake in any uh, jubilee celebrations? Of course, I did. I mean, it was amazing. There was. Uh, is it called bunting? I believe bunting fluttering all around the uh, houses in the street. That's just down the road. They had tables out and everything. And wow. I did go down see if I could, you know, nick a chicken wing or something, but <laughs> apparently not. Um, other a commemorative than that, no. chicken wing, I think yes. you'll find. <laughs> Obviously, yes. A patriotic burger or two, but yeah. uh, no, I did nothing. and It's not my thing. I didn't watch the uh, concert. I don't, honestly don't care. Oh, That's a terrible great. thing, but I'm a grumpy, grumpy man today, as we've already stated. What's wrong with you, Sean? Tell us. Look, Robin and I are here. We'll, we'll, well, well thank, let me just sit back a bit, because you yep. see, I am a <laughs> A man of a certain age. I, I, when I was in Canada, I, I hit 49 years old. And as a man who's, you know, f- uh, approaching half a century, I'm just, thank you. Thank you very much. That applause is, that is not for yeah. your age. That is for getting here. That's yeah, for managing you. to get to 49, <laughs> considering your diet. I did notice as, uh, <laughs> as I was traveling back that, I do need to go to the toilet a hell of a lot. And when you need to ask your assistant, okay, you know what? I need to go to the toilet again. You suddenly realise, I'm going every 20 minutes. What's the matter with me? I'm either pregnant or um, I've got a weak bladder. Either way, it's not good. So uh, no, That yes. is good on a flight because, you know, DVT, that's a, that's a real danger. So oh, yeah, and I think walking around a lot. Yeah. No, no, this was just you know, everywhere. This wasn't just on the flight. <laughs> 
by that time, the assistant and everyone else, I say the assistant, I say Jane. That yeah, sounds give rude. Give her a name. That's very I know, rude. but I don't like, she, she, don't, she might not want to be named. And, and well, she doesn't care. And I don't care either. She might not want to be associated with me going to the <laughs> toilet every 10 minutes. I was saving her. But you anyway, can find yes. your way to a bathroom on a plane. Well, look, that's another thing, right? I mean, how total was I out there? It was ridiculous. I'm hanging off Jane's shoulder. And at one point when she got all the bags, when we got back, I think she thought, you know what? Let's test him out. Let's put him out on his own. So I was pulling a bag. I had the cane and bag. It lasted about three minutes, straight into a wall, into, <laughs> into yeah. a door. And she said, that's all right. Just grab your shoulder. <laughs> Human pinball. Yeah. So, yes. Um, yeah, I'm just grumpy. Thank you. It is funny though, isn't it? When you're on, when you're anywhere else outside of your comfort zone, um, the the one bit really that freaks me out is the is the cars because they come the opposite direction. They're on the wrong side of the road. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Oh, and no, sorry, no. We crossed the road one time. <laughs> well, just the once in Canada. How big are their roads? I oh, mean, it's ridiculous. The the crossing thing. They had one there, and it was beeping away. So. Well, up to it. It was the size of a TV. It was like 55 inches. It was crazy. And if you wanted to go that route, you had to press that button. And we wanted to go that way. And you had to like, there was like four islands to get to KFC. There should never be four <laughs> islands to get to KFC. It was oh, did crazy. did you walk to the KFC, did you? We did. But that road, oh, wow. And the island was like four foot in the air. It was crazy. Oh. Everything's too big over there. Was that for trams? What? Well, sometimes islands are really high in the middle of roads for people to get on and off trams. No, I just, just think it's for the incredibly massive uh, pickup trucks that they all oh, okay. drive. Yeah, because they have to step out of these trucks. I mean, they are ridiculous. We had <laughs> How funny one of these things hired. I mean, it was ridiculous. So, so Mark, uh, our, our guy out there, he was basically picking up the, the, the car. He, he was trying to get a regular car, but he couldn't. And apparently it was cheaper to get a big pickup truck for some reason. So... He gets one of these big pickup trucks, which, you know, we could have gone to the lumber yard and filled the thing up with it, and we'd still have a room. Yeehaw! And, yeah, exactly. I felt like I was blasting out some country music. and uh, I was know. like Daisy Duke. I put yeah. me denim cut-offs on. Was that him and Please Jane don't. in the front and you two in the, in the back? Yeah. I mean, it was flatbed. Just really, that's right. It had a big flatbed in it, and, uh, you know, still five seats inside. I mean, it was ridiculously large and huh. way off the... It's so funny because Mark, who, Mark Aflalo, who's on Double Tap TV, is tiny. And, you know, he had to kind of launch himself. And it's so funny because getting out every time, you'd hear him slide out the car. You jump. It was, it was so hard funny. to get in and out. I oh, mean, I'm six foot something. And I my feet didn't touch the floor when I was getting out. It no. was ridiculous. No, it is. It is a Dodge Ram, ridiculous. I believe it was called. Yeah, oh. we didn't didn't do any crashing in it. That's the good news. No. And I didn't oh, drive no. it. Apart from yeah. in one scene, which we'll, we'll talk about maybe. Yes. Um, yeah. One, I, did, I did do some pre pretend driving. It was well done. I was well impressed. I, I thought it was brilliant, actually, at that. Yeah. yeah. Sitting in there saying, I've just drove. Man, man winds down window and says, hey, get in. Um, <laughs> that was pretty much my scene. And anyway, you'll, you'll see this when you get to the TV episodes, <sighs> which are coming out in July. Uh, you can look forward to that. But anyway, um, yeah, so we had a good time. But to be fair, although that was wonderful, and it was, I mean, we had a great time and some great stories that I'm sure we'll talk about for many a year that came out of that. We come back and uh, it's WWDC and I honestly thought I'll get back, get a good sleep on the Monday and I'll feel good and I'll get up and we'll, you know, we'll all get together yeah. and we'll watch WWDC yep. together. We'll get all the information. Oh my God, I'm so tired. I slept right through it, completely through the whole thing yep. and woke up and then just couldn't be bothered. I just couldn't even, my brain just wasn't even interested. So I went back to sleep. I did listen to some of it. I'll be honest. My, I felt like a freight train was running through my head the whole time because it was just so much information coming mm. out of that event. It was a, it quite an event. Didn't stop. Two and a half hours, I think it was. Well, no, I think it was, a, it was one and a half, nearly two hours. It wasn't quite two, two hours, hours okay. but it was. But it did. There was a lot crammed in there. Yeah, well, there was. It was a good event, though. So did you get a chance to watch it live, Robin? Because you were the only one amongst us who was probably oh. awake. Yeah, I did. And I mean, I just loved it. The, it was so pacey. Um, Craig Federici, he just sounded like he was this kind of um, <laughs> like robo machine. The way yeah, that he was delivering it, it was just so amazing. It was like he was you know, half wrapping it. It was just the energy was just so amazing and so punchy. And the, the audio description of the kind of the production levels of it, it was like a, you know, Hollywood film. 
And um, yeah, just one fact after another. I mean, this could be uh, four presentations in one, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really, yep. really good. And there was but even no, hardware in there, mm, right? I mean, it all could have been separated out, but it was great. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone said to me there would be no hardware and... I predicted there would be hardware, just saying. Not the right hardware. Oh. Well, it's interesting, right? So uh, if you were listening to Double Tap Canada this week, I won't spoil it for you, but if you have been listening, you will have heard James Rath, the blind filmmaker. He was at WWDC in person this year, and uh, he joined us in Double Tap Canada to talk all about the the experience being there. But he had some interesting thoughts on what was available to show to developers. And essentially, he talks about the fact that there was a lot of MacBooks on show and Mac Studio was on show, but lots of space, empty space, that he wondered, hmm, should something else have been here? Should there be more to show? Because there was actually nothing new to show. And the MacBooks themselves, the MacBook Airs, the brand new ones that they launched or announced, they did not, or they were not running macOS Ventura the new version. They were running the old, well, old, the <laughs> current version yeah. of Monterey. And it just seemed like there was something missing from the room. So I'm wondering, and he was wondering as well, and I, I do wonder, actually, because of all these reports of issues in China and getting products out, um, that perhaps maybe something had to be delayed, that maybe Mac Pro was delayed, maybe the maybe the uh, Apple Glass that was rumored. Yeah. Mm. It was, was really was it interesting because before the show, we were talking about that um, Trip Mickle book after Steve. Mm. And yeah, in there, it's a really interesting insight into, you know, deadlines and whatnot. And yeah, they would pull um, announcements for things that weren't quite ready. In fact, they'd pull whole projects like the, the car project. For a long time, they were building a whole car and that they've kind of uh, stepped back from that at the moment anyway. But um, according to his sources, anyway, we should say. But yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me at all if something wasn't quite ready, didn't quite make the cut. Well, that's it, isn't it? Is, is it that the product wasn't ready or did they have to pull it because they couldn't essentially showcase it? Maybe they were planning to release something and they've decided to hold off because they didn't have the stock capability yet because i mean there's a lot there's a lot of external factors going on at the minute right there's still shipping problems there's still delays um to getting things out so maybe that's part of it or maybe it was something in-house maybe they just thought right this is just not ready for prime time yet and they've decided to pull it um can i just say though on your craig federici point i don't know what position i, I know he's he's high up I, I don't know if he is in for the ceo job when tim finally steps down um wouldn't it be great to see someone like him running the show at, at Apple? I, I I don't know if that's something he would be interested in, but his passion is up there with Steve's to some degree. He gives us it gives me the sense of he's absolutely in love with these products. Mm -hmm. Not to say that Tim Cook isn't, but Tim Cook's a different beast, and he's he's a businessman, and he's brilliant at it. Clearly, I mean, he's you know look at the company, right? But it's a, it's a different approach to what we got with Steve, which was a De desperate passion for it's not just a, a product but for the company as well and Craig seems to have that and I just wonder if you know just thinking about his presentation and the way they brought him in I mean the whole kind of Superman thing you know it was ridiculous it was so funny cheesy as well but it was so good and um, I don't know I, I kind of feel that sometimes was missing in some of these events and I'm so pleased to see that it's it's coming back you know through someone like Craig maybe he's the next guy maybe he's the well, next CEO I mean maybe the next CEO I don't know about that. I mean, he's a great entertainer, right? He's a great presenter. So maybe he's more than that. I mean, he's, he's more he? than that to the company, right? Oh, yeah, to the company. I mean, he's the head of software, isn't he? That's what Good he's question. the head of. That's his title. But, I mean, other than that, it's, it's difficult to say yeah. if he's got anything else to add. I don't know about that. He was cool and everything, right? Yeah. Definitely. I just think, yeah. I think the company needs that passion in its new CEO. Um, I'm not saying, as I said, I'm not saying Tim doesn't have it. That's I what just, it sounds like. Oh, what it sounds like you say. He's there to um, stay, isn't he, Tim? No, Tim. no, no, are you kidding? He's, he's announced he's, he's leaving. He's announced he's going in what? Because it, it was 10 years, wasn't it? It was 10 years was his plan. And so he's, he, I think that the suggestion is that he will launch one more big category. Oh. And then he'll oh. be off. Oh. He's very much like Bill Gates to me. He's a businessman. Yeah, right? yes, I, totally. But he yeah. was a safe pair of hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not saying he, he was, you know, he's just yeah. not... 
when you compare the two, Craig... He didn't even try to step into... Yeah, no, and and that was the best thing, right? He didn't try and be him. Um, I remember that book also, I've only got so far into it, because you know me in books. Um, I got like three pages in and I got bored. But You only had 14-hour of flying. 14-hour flight, yeah. Yeah. I got got as far as I could stand listening to the voice and then I just turned off. But... um, but no, I mean it was interesting. He, you know, after his after Steve's death, you know, they would leave a chair in the the boardroom for him at all times. You know, just you know for a period of time, just to you know respect. And I thought, you know, it's it's very easy for a company just to move on. But you know, a figure like Steve just was too big to move on from too quickly. You know, he was the guy. You know, he wasn't the only guy behind Apple. You know, Steve Wozniak. Hi, um, <laughs> but you know, he was you know the face of Apple for sure. And um, yeah, but anyway. Going to today, and oh. you know what we've um, what we've seen at WWDC. I mean, there's so much to unpack. Um, I don't want to do the the typical kind of run through. And you know, it's funny. I, after the event, I saw a lot of podcasts rushing to get their their content out and you know run out with it. And, and I was always quite keen to kind of get out there and, and you know get the the info out. But I think from now on, I think we're going to take a beat and maybe wait a week before we actually come back on this because there's so much information comes out post WWDC and also remember it's an event that continues through the week so there's always more announcements coming out or updates or more information on products especially around accessibility Um, although we did get a number of the accessibility features ahead of time this year because of Global Accessibility Awareness Day so we know most of the new features that are coming um, but yeah, I mean, you know, iOS getting a, a much needed update and refresh. I think visually, I think a lot of people have been calling for that lock screen refresh and just being able to change the look of things and make it feel a bit more personal. And it doesn't maybe mean a lot to us. The one thing I will say, though, is I do love the lock screen widgets. I think that's a great thing. Um, one widget in particular that I have recently fallen in love with because I actually couldn't find it. It was when I was buying the... What was I getting? Something I was getting... Oh, I'll tell you what it was. It was the MagSafe charger. So you know the MagSafe charger you get? It just snaps on the back of the iPhone if it's MagSafe available. Yeah. Um, I had to get one when I was out in Canada because the one I had, I'd left mine at home and then I was forever running out of charge. And I thought, I'll just get one of these. And my battery was dying this particular day. So I just popped into the Apple Store and I got one. And it's so good because when it connects up, you, you the widget tells you what charge it's at and what charge your main battery is at. When you want to charge the device, you just plug, you know, the lightning cable into, well, either frankly of your um, either the, the port on the MagSafe charger itself or on the iPhone, and it'll charge both up as it goes. Um, but a really, really nice little battery, and I didn't realize or at least couldn't find the battery widget anywhere. Um, and then eventually found it in the, was it the Today View? I found it in there. Yep. Um, yeah. But now you can add it to the front of your home screen so you can see anything that's, you know, watch or AirPods or anything, frankly, that's connected. It will give you an update on the battery level. And that's, things like that just are really useful. But there's loads more things you can add to it. And yeah, I'm and sure you're running the beta, aren't you? I'm running the beta, uh, and that means, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. I've got eloquence on my iPhone. Do you know what? I don't care about anything else. This was the biggest announcement for iOS, which was not made at uh, WWDC, we should point out. It was found by people who went off and immediately downloaded the developer betas. I was not one of those. Um, But as soon as I heard eloquence was there, I was like, you know what? To hang with the whole don't download it onto your primary device, I'll take the risk. <laughs> so there I did. And uh, yes, I've got eloquence on my iPhone. Um, okay, so first thoughts on that one. Because you know what? That is dividing Twitter at the moment. I've seen a lot of people who are just like, are you kidding me? Why do you want eloquence on an iPhone? Uh, also on the Mac, I believe on the watch. Although no one's confirmed that with me yet. But I believe it's going to the watch. And I think on Apple TV it'll appear as well. Wow. You can have eloquence everywhere if you want. And not just eloquence, lots of different voices coming. Um, as well as the languages, which was the one that we were talking about previously. Remember, we talked about it being available in 20 new languages. Um, now you're getting different voices as well. So uh, tons and tons. And if you're into eloquence, it's not just your average, you know, regular common garden eloquence. It's also uh, all the different variants of it in different styles and different languages and also in well not many i think in only an english language but in, in english us english uk uh, but you can get like grandpa voice and grandma voice and all that weird stuff uh, original macintosh voices are there like bubbles junior organ oh they're all there 
It is so funny. I have to say, Organ is terrible, but kind of funny it's, to have your emails sung to you. It's a, it's bit a weird. novelty thing. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. But no, it does reveal something that they're opening. I mean, why would they put the novelty thing in? Right? It's totally not Apple to do that. I don't well, know why they would I, put I, that I in. I must there. admit, it's not. It's not. It's not that it's not Apple to do it. It's just I don't know why. I don't know who'd use them because they yeah. they are really old voices. Yeah. Um, and I don't know unless you have a penchant for uh, oh. French, I believe. Oh, I don't. Um, mm-hmm. Then yeah, you know, I wasn't. I was in Canada, uh, the French part of Canada. Please never do that again. Okay, fine. Um, but I went to. <laughs> What I'm saying is, I went, I went, gonna, no, I, I, I'm going to leave you there. Uh, yeah, you just leave me hanging on that one. <laughs> but no, I, I think if you have a penchant for those kind of voices, you that's great. I don't think people are going to be using organ or junior or the grandpa eloquence voice unless it's just to you know muck around with for fun. Um, and it probably doesn't take up much resource to do it. They're very small voices, I imagine, oh, in yeah, terms absolutely. of file size. Yeah. They were on the original Macs, you know, so come on. Yeah, but that's the point. I mean, it, they're, they're opening up. Right, it's it's almost like was the speech synth uh, part of iOS sort of walled off before? Um, it seems oh, yeah, like they're, totally, op- yeah. they're they're opening it up. But as far as I know, is there more vocalizer voices on there as well? Uh, I don't even know if there were some missing. I'm not actually <laughs> that into it. I don't know. Are you but- excited about this, Robin? Are you are you thinking, hey, eloquence? I can have that on my uh, on my iPhone or even on the Mac. Uh, no, yeah, but like you say, the the multilingual thing we. You know, we're lucky that we speak English and there are loads of Eastern European countries, other, you know, areas of the world that haven't got nice human sounding voices. And so, you know, they still haven't. No, got eloquence. Not with eloquence. Yeah. No, I mean, (laughs) eloquence is great for your, let's say your power user who doesn't mind about robotic voices, but just wants to, to listen to what it's saying and crack on because, yeah, you can really crank it up. And maybe you've got a watch that was struggling, you know, like a Series 3 or something. If that could lighten the load, because you haven't got a lot of spare RAM in there, um, and make it a little bit more snappy, if you switch to Eloquence, maybe. I don't know. Not on a Series 3, unfortunately, because Watch Series 3 is dead. Um, As far as this new version of WatchOS coming. Was it WatchOS 9, isn't it? Yep. Um, So, yeah, that that won't work on OS. (gasps) Um, That's a good point, though. I didn't think about that because my Series 4 barely talks to me anymore. I don't know if I've upset it, but it's just I'm swiping away and it seems to (laughs) take two seconds. Well, possibly. That's being loved. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Eloquence may be a a better option on that. Look, as it seems obvious that me and Robin aren't really fans of Eloquence, it's not that it's not a a good thing, as as you said. No, but you're not alone, right? I mean, that is about speech rate. That has been the view of many people online. Uh, Equally, though, I've seen many people saying, hey, this is great news. I I cannot believe how excited I am. I'm in the excited camp because I am quite happy to, to get that. More, if I'm honest, on the Mac. I mean, I like it on the phone. It's good. I don't know. I think the pitch or something to do with the tone, I don't know what it is. It's just something, it feels a little bit um, lighter than perhaps I would be expecting. Eloquence always felt like a deep voice to me. I saw people saying, <gasps> oh. can you imagine that rumbling through your Apple TV speakers? It's going to be, your, your, the, the whole floor will be shaking. Yes. <laughs> um, but not maybe with this one. I don't know. Maybe they've tuned it a little bit. I don't know. But I uh, doubt it. I think it is just what it is. I think people love it because many people have been using it for decades. And it's just it's a, a voice they are very tool. familiar. Yeah, but I'd see people say that. I'm not I'm not entirely convinced that it's any more recognisable than anything else at a, a, a faster rate. Hmm. I, I think it's just people have been listening to it, as I say, for decades. I don't know if there are any of the human phoneme-based ones that will really be understandable at, say, 300 words a minute. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure. The, the whole point is, it's a good thing because it gives us more choice. It doesn't matter Absolutely. if you're a fan yeah. of it or not. The point is now we've got Vocalizer and we've got these, you know, Eloquence and whatever else on there. It's, it's opened up, which is a great thing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, iOS 16 getting some, um, well, you know, some updates for sure. I have to tell you, the watch and iOS are getting some nice updates. The one that stood out for me was Medications. I think that's a fantastic feature. Yes. Mm-hmm. Being able to add your medications. We talked a little bit about this on Tuesday. Um, you know, just the idea of being able to, you know, get that information. I have to say, for me, it's more about the sharing of that information. So my mum, my dad, my wife, knowing that they are, you know, not only are they, I mean, I won't tell you if they're taking the medication because I don't think it works like some kind of tick box system, but at least that you know they're on track with it. 
or that they could be on track with it. Do you know what I mean? Just having some some yeah. measure of that, I think, is really, really good. And just being able to say, hey, guys, did you take your tablets? Yeah, okay, cool. Um, I think it's just good to know that. And and this is what I do like about the, the Apple Health and the way it's going. Um, the watch is, is becoming more useful in so many different ways, if not only for reminders. Um, I, mean, I have to be honest, I think the watch sometimes gets a bit overcrowded with reminders. If, if it told me mm-hmm. once on that flight to stand, and I'm like, I can't stand, I'm on a flight. <laughs> calm down. <sighs> yes, I, no, I think that the medication thing actually was the only thing that stood out to me on the new updates to the watch. There was, yeah, again, the fitness aspect is the main thing about the watch, and that is something they focused on, which is all great, which is all cool, but I'm not going running, so honestly... Could care less, but yeah, but the- you do you do do stuff on treadmill, right? And so, and I'm starting to get into that again. So, you know, getting on the treadmill, doing stuff, being able to measure because yeah. the, the, the challenge was always the watch being able to identify the movement. I have to say, for me, one of the biggest drawbacks initially with the watch it seemed to resolve itself later on, but because I use the cane and that's the hand or that's the arm that the watch is on, yes. That was always I was always wondering, is it going to pick up my movements? Is it going to know that I'm walking? Do you have your phone in your pocket though? Because I think it defers to that as well. It kind of It does combined. use both, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does go yeah. for both. I do I would have my phone, yeah, I probably would. Unless I mean I am considering getting the watch because I, I the one watch I did have, which uh, I think when the new series seven came out, I decided to go not for cellular that time. Yeah. And I've decided next time around with the, the Apple Watch, I'm probably going to go cellular because I just liked having it was it, you, things like you just really? I do I, I missed it I actually noticed the difference because I could go out I could leave my watch uh, my phone behind I could still call people I could connect out with my AirPods you never ever leave your phone behind surely oh yeah but well I mean it depends I mean if it's only a short trip to the shops right you've got Apple Pay on there you've got your yeah. messages you've got your calls you're getting your notifications through for everything else. Yes. So everything's coming through that you would need to. No, no, I, I get that. Technically, there's no reason to, but it's just built into us now. It's instinct. Where it used to be, I used to grab my uh, wallet every time I left the house and yeah. the keys. I mean, I haven't carried a wallet or keys in about 20 years. Every every time now, it's just, have I got my phone on me? And that's all I need that I'm out of the house. I will say one thing. My Apple Watch was incredible. I only, I've never really noticed this before, mainly because I'm in the house and I can just throw it on a charger when I need to. But when I was away, I noticed that having the screen curtain on, it must have a serious impact on battery life. Because I got two days out of my watch. Two days straight yeah, out of my good. watch. And uh, I was quite surprised by that. Um, I don't, I mean, I will say I don't make calls on my watch. I've never make it make calls or take calls on a watch. I just, you know, unless I really have to. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about it. I just always feel a bit. Oh, it works great, though. It does work fine, but I never use it. The only time no. I use it, if I'm out and about and I've got a cane in one hand, so it's it's easier than trying to get my phone out and trying to answer it. It's much easier to answer the Apple Watch. But, hey, it's uh, the, the speaker and microphone on it are absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. for phone calls. So what about you, Robin? Anything that stood out for you at, uh, on iOS and on that front? Um, as a, Well, a couple of things that probably aren't sort of VI related in particular, but um, photos, now that we can, you know, have photos all going into a same, the same family album, that is really, really important. Have we terrifying. always had that? No, you can have a shared album that you can move stuff into. What's the difference? Well, anyone who snaps anything, it will go into one bucket, basically. And that's not how the shared folders works already, no. No, you've all got separate roll camera rolls, and you can you can move, you know, you can choose which ones to. Well, that sounds a lot better. It does, thank you. And <laughs> no, I the meant other... the old way, not oh. the new way. <laughs> well, you can. It's choice again. It's old choice. It's old choice, correct. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, from a parental point of view, is that you can um, check. You can. There's this quick safety check where you can see you know what things from a privacy and uh, online security point of view um you need to go through to make sure that someone's safe so yeah they've all been scattered around before but now to have that in one place is really oh, good the, this new feature for people who are sort of fleeing abusive relationships oh, able that, to, too, yeah. that was yeah. incredible that announcement safety check and uh, that is an amazing feature you know it's one of these things that you it's one of those you don't think about until someone tells you hey this is a, an idea because you forget, and I love the idea, for example, of being able to sign out, you know, as it will with safety check, it signs out of all your devices. So if you have an iPad lying in the house, you don't want that person to be getting access to anything of yours, even if they, because they may well know the passcode, right, to be able to get into it. 
Yeah. So you can you can basically shut all that off and make it specific to that one device you're holding. So it means that the entire account is disabled and everything else, but for the device you're holding. And I think that that's an amazing, amazing feature. Um, which I, I think is great that they brought that up. We, you know, again, it's something you don't really want to. People don't want to think about these things. Yeah. Thank but God they do. We live in the real world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I think a lot of this comes from the air tags as well. The criticism they they got over unfair mm. criticism, I might add, as well about the air tags, uh, because it, it didn't just relate to air tags. That relates to any of these Bluetooth trackers that have been out for years anyway. Before that, but it's just you know because it's Apple, everyone's paying more attention that hey, these could be used for you know, nefarious purposes. So I think a lot of it comes from that, but you're right. It's absolutely fantastic. Just having everything in one place and you can just say, okay, bang, just lock everything out apart from the the, the device I've got here. Now, you know, of course, that Apple, and when it comes to things like Keychain, for example, I love Apple's, you know, support for passwords and the way they use it all, and the way it works through all the different devices. If it's iOS, if it's macOS, or whatever, perhaps with the exception of tvOS, but it's getting there. Um, but this new feature that they've announced this year, Pass Keys, threatens to kill off passwords forever, which I think I'm quite pleased about. I'd be glad to see the back of all my passwords. But at the same time, I was a little bit worried because I thought, okay, what about going onto Windows? Because this is the thing: I jump between Windows, I jump between Mac. I mean, more so, I'm on Mac all the time, but. I kind of want to involve my Mac because, if I'm honest, I feel that Microsoft products are way more accessible there. So if I want to use Outlook, if I want to use OneNote, if I want to use Words, I'm going to use it on the the PC side. I'm just always going to mm. default to that. Um, and I just think, okay, so if I do want to jump onto a, a website or something, how do I get this over there? But they've, they've thought of that as well. So there's a, a QR code, essentially, that, that is presented to you on those devices and you can scan and it'll let you log in on that device. So, you know, they've even thought that through, which I think is brilliant because it means that I could absolutely go all in on this. Um, does it kill password managers though? Is this is this where they're going now? They're killing not just the not yes. just the passwords, but all the password managers now, all the other options as well. It's another one of those, oh, they've just killed out that entire <laughs> sector of uh, apps. You know, there was de deliveries as yes. well. Yeah, Sherlock, exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, I think this is fantastic. And you're absolutely right. So this opens it up as well. They've, was it Fido or something, the organization mm. they've been talking to? So uh, yeah, this, this breaks out, this, no, this breaks out, I don't know what it stands for. It breaks out of the uh, Apple walled garden, and they need to do that. This needs to be adopted, right? You want to go onto every website, and instead of entering your password, just you know, log in with uh, passkey. Yeah. And eventually, this is something that Android could do or whatever, because it's just a case of presenting a QR code and using the built-in biometrics, so either face rec recognition or a touch ID, fingerprint sensor, on the phones now, which are so good. You know, not just Apple, but Android as well. They're, they're so secure, so why not use that as your password anyway? So, yeah, this is fantastic, and I hope it takes off in a big way. In our work, um, interestingly, we're not allowed to use the, you know, password uh, saving or remembering features in Edge, for example, we're not allowed to use those. So obviously they think that's not secure enough. So we have to use LastPass. So whether companies will see this as a, a secure alternative and they'll do away with those third-party managers. But yeah, so I'd like that. And I would certainly like it to be tied to biometrics because, you know, even having to put in your single LastPass password, which should be really long and secure, <laughs> you know, that's, yes. that's not ideal. Well, the, the key thing here is all the phishing attacks, right? The amount of employees that get emails saying, oh, can you log into your account? Mm -hmm. There's been a problem. And they send in their, their you know, password and that's it. Then they're compromised. But with this, that can't happen. Even, but even with things like LastPass, and that's not them directly, any password manager, it's just a case of, you know, it's generating a long password that you're probably not going to remember. But it's still subject to, if you get a phishing email asking for your password and you give it to them, you're gone. And this yeah. gets around all that. And that's a, a big thing when it comes to security and all the data breaches that we've had. Most of them are down to social engineering and, and phishing attacks. I will say, though, if people have an Apple Watch and you've toyed with the idea of adding two-factor authentication, which can also help with the, you know, the phishing and that sort of thing, because if someone gets your username and password, they still can't get in because they need to have the that extra level of sign-off. If you... Um, 
get the Authenticator app. I'm sure there's, well, there's Google as well, and there's Authy and various other ones on your phone. Then all of these sites you can tie in, you can use those or, you know, those apps as um, two-factor authentication and your watch, it just pops up on your watch and you can tap approve. So that's really, really simple. You know, you've put in your username and password or you've told it to remember it, um, which is fine. And then it just, you know, pings on your your wrist and you tap approve and you're in. Really yeah, I've good. just I've just started using the Microsoft Authenticator app yeah, me too. for that very reason. But I'm slightly confused. I thought, well, I can just use it as a password manager as well, but mm. it doesn't seem to work like that. It only works it's on not specific. Simple. It's not simple. And, no, and it's not. It's like you know, you get these things. I mean, Amazon seems to want to continually send me an OTP, a one-time mm. passcode for for everything, and. I've, it said to me on one occasion, it was sent to your Fire Tablet 800th edition or something, you know, because I've got <laughs> yes. about 8 million of them. And I'm like, oh, come on. And, and, you know, and there doesn't seem to be a simple way to fix that, you know, and then it's like, oh, there's an authenticator app, which I probably downloaded once and then deleted because I've moved phones so many times. And yeah. I just like, oh, this is ridiculous. So if you've so, got two factor set up on Amazon then, because I don't get any of that. I don't know. I'm not maybe I do. Secure. <laughs> I just no, what, you spend what I so do much like, they made you do it. You can, <laughs> yes. you, you can actually, yeah, probably, uh, you can actually now go in. And you, well, you can say didn't receive the code, and you can then, you know, go in and it'll ask you, do you want to text a number, do you want to email a, you know, whatever, and you, you can do it that way. Um, and that's how I've got around it. To be honest, it just seems to be the simple way of, of fixing it. But yeah, I, I must admit this is this is per account as well. You've got to go through all this. There's so many accounts that we've got passwords for. And I think a day is coming, and it looks like Apple's pushing us this way to get away from this whole nonsense and make it more secure. I will say that's the one thing between Apple and other companies. I do tend to think that's what you're kind of paying for. You know, I think you've made this point many a time, Robin. You know, if you're paying, if you're not paying for a product, you are the product. If you are paying for the product, that is the product. So the privacy is kind of baked in. And that's one thing which Tim Cook always talks about is the mm. importance of privacy. And it's another reason why I think Apple, you know, despite, you know, it's, it's not, we can no longer say Apple's the, the system that doesn't get viruses because it does. It does get attacks. It does get all that, um, you know, as Windows does, but nowhere near as many. I mean, I don't know what it's like on PC these days. I, I don't hear that many horrific it's stories. Everything's yeah, it's beautiful. not as bad as it used to be. That's Apart for sure. from ransomware, which kills everyone. Well, that's um, not great, yeah. <laughs> no, not the so one bad. scary thing about PCs, and um, for people that listen to the Twit This Week in Tech podcasts, Leo Laporte, the, the main man on there, is always buying, you know, new machines and stuff. And he noticed in this latest laptop that you bought from Dell, the Spectre, well, no, Dell XPS 13, it was the latest mm. one. Yeah. There was a hidden $50, $50 charge for one year's McAfee. And you don't need a third-party antivirus. It's oh, no. all in Windows. Absolutely so be really careful when you're buying stuff that you haven't got hidden costs like that because it's almost malware in itself. I would argue that it is. It slows yep. down your machine. Yeah, I agree. You know, clutters it up. You'll prob- it'll probably, I don't know, because they've already got your payment details, might auto-renew. I don't know. Yep. But um, be really careful when you're buying a PC that you're not getting, uh, I don't want to say what they call it, but bloatware. Let's call it bloatware. You're absolutely right, Robin. And it's a, it's a, Bloody disgrace! There, I've sworn. I'm so sorry. It's a disgrace. My goodness, not on Sundays. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. My mum and dad, right? They recently got oh another charge come through for their McAfee. They don't know what it is. They don't need it. They don't use it. It's a total rip off. You don't need anything other than the Windows Defender that's Mm -hmm. built into every copy of Windows anyway. You don't need anything else. And other than that. It's not accessible to get rid of it, to go through the uninstall process. It's incredibly difficult. They make it as impossible as possible to get rid of it. It's <laughs> an absolute disgrace that companies still put it on there and, and secretly try and charge people for it. It's disgusting. Thank you. Well done, Robin. Yep. Ten years ago, um, Defender wasn't, you know, all that, although I would still argue it was better than some of the other stuff mm, that was yes. out there. But yeah, no, now it is, it's absolutely brilliant. And it's built in and it's free and it's part of the system. And yeah, this is the problem. This is the difference with Microsoft and Mac, right? On a Microsoft machine, you're kind of buying a product which is serving you up ads and, you know, bloatware. And and that's not necessarily coming from Microsoft. That's coming from, I guess, the individual distributors. It is. Dell and HP and all the rest of them who are putting this bloatware on there. Yeah, relationships with... Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, but terrible relationships. It's terrible for the end user. Mm-hmm. I had to scrub it off your laptop, Stephen. And when I did a reset on your yeah, <laughs> Lenovo, just, just delete there. everything. That's a, I, as soon as you get a PC, I, I, I mean, I have to say I didn't have this problem with the Surface Pro for obvious reasons, right? You, you, I would party, imagine yeah. it's coming straight from them, so there's no problem here. But you know, I always do this. I always go through the the apps list first, just to see what's in there. And, you know, it's like I get rid of the solitaire collection and, you know, the paint. Yes. You know, things I'll never <laughs> use, right? And anything yes. that's going to in any way try and charge me money for something that I'll never use, I'll just get rid of, and that's fine. Um, I remember back in the day it was Norton, Norton Antivirus. Yeah, yeah. And I used to use Norton 360 with the disk defragmenter. It was actually quite good. Oh, but I hated it because it's it's just, it slowed the machine down to a crawl. But Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and, and the fact is there's just no need for them now. They and I remember are, the days when I, I, I didn't have a clue and I used to think, what's wrong with this computer? And I remember taking mine into PC World at the time and I'm like, this thing is just really slow. And he's like, oh yeah, we've got Norton on there if you take that off. And suddenly it was like a brand new machine. And I yeah. thought, wow, I didn't realise that would have such an impact. But to, trying to scrub it off, because I did a reset on the, the laptop I got from you and um, refresh this PC, which basically takes everything off, just takes it back to how it was out of the box. Perfect. Except out of the box, it comes with McAfee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trying to get rid of it, as I said, it wasn't accessible. I had to get Ira on and things like that. It's, uh, oh, sorry, I'm so annoyed by that. Mm-hmm. Now, macOS, do we think that got much love this year? There was certainly a few new features. Stage Manager, which is also on iPad, which everyone's excited about. And, and I didn't realise this until someone else who was uh, cited was telling me this. Because I, I saw a lot of tweets of people saying, finally, they've done it. And I'm like, done what? <laughs> what have they done? Yeah, yeah. But I think from my understanding, and, and please someone tell me if this is wrong, but from my understanding that when you plugged an iPad into a monitor, it would have like this kind of weird letterbox thing going on from left to right. So you would have like these cutoffs. It was essentially replicating the, the weird shape of the iPad screen on the monitor. And I guess now it's not doing that. That's my understanding, and that's why people are excited, because now you're getting that full-screen experience. You can have different apps running on there. You can have different windows up there. That's the key. I think that's where it's it's kind of moving us towards the time when the the iPad Pro or the iPad is becoming more functional. Only on M1. Only on M1 devices. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and, and the other one. Because we haven't mentioned it yet. Well, M2. yes, that's right. Well, yeah, I mean, well, the MacBook, yeah, I mean, that was the, the hardware. That was the other hardware that I was quite excited about um, because M2, of course, was, was announced. And then they brought out this um, MacBook Air in different colours, but not in blue. Oh, blue's your favourite colour. It is now. I don't know why. I, I got the black, the, Mac, the iMac in blue, and yes. uh, I was quite well, excited it, about man. that. You got so everything, everything in blue. blue. Yeah, that's it. Re- rearranging my entire house to accommodate this one colour uh, for no reason whatsoever. There? there was a black, and there was, was it called Midnight, the other uh, one? Well, no, see, I learned about yeah. this. They don't call it black or white. Uh, they call it Starlight and Midnight. Now, I didn't realise that was black and Midnight. white. So there, there, was, there were four colours. What were the other two? Oh, uh, there was space grey and oh, there gray. was silver. silver. Oh, okay, fine. So they haven't gone beyond that. Um, that may be down the line. Or maybe not. Maybe they will just oh, stick Who cares? Colours. Boring. I don't oh, care. Oh, come on. The Give black it to book. me in beige. Did you, did you never have the black book? I remember no. the, the, what was the MacBook. I think it was just uh, called MacBook at the time. Yes. And it came out in black. And they only brought it out once. And it was only for a short period of time. And I, I liked that machine. That was one of the original MacBooks. And I was quite like, oh, that in black. Couldn't I don't care why. less. I know you don't care, but I no do. No one cares. Nobody cares. I want cares. luminous. Yellow. Luminous? Yellow mm-hmm. or orange? Mm-hmm. Green? I solved this problem with my MacBook <laughs> Pro by buying an in-case cover for it. You know, one of these little snap-on covers, you put it around the bottom and yep. over the top. And uh, that makes it black. So there you go. Problem solved. Saved a fortune. Easy. That was no problem. Going back to Ventura. Um, great name, by the way. Ace name. Uh, yeah, Ace. Oh, well done. Very film good. reference sh- from Robin. I have to, I, I hang know. on, hang on. Thank you. Yeah, that was second hand. Sean had made that joke on WhatsApp. I just oh, don't don't oh, spoil it. Oh, if you could have claimed no. that behind the curtain. <laughs> no, um, I don't know what it is. I actually. Oh, I actually wasn't. Okay, right, just move on. What, what was it? I'm leaving that alone. What was there? The, uh, stage manager on Mac in itself. Uh, I, I, yeah, okay. It, it solves... pushes all the windows out of the way and it gives you yeah, a, a exactly. better view of what's But there's going on. nothing that we didn't, you know, command tab before, right? Well, there's, there's well, nothing for yeah. us in this. No, there's yeah, nothing for exactly. us. Yeah, exactly. There was some of the co- collaboration stuff, the sharing tabs in Safari, all that stuff was actually quite cool. 
Um, pages, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was yeah, good. pages. Yeah. But again, this is across the board. You'll see this in iPad OS and I think iPhone, they also mentioned the collaboration as well, which, look, fantastic stuff. But um, when it comes to Ventura, I don't think there was anything really outstanding there. All I want is more work on voiceover. That's yeah. all I care about. Will they bring out yet another OS version a year later and have nothing? So when, we, when did screen recognition or whatever it was called, voiceover recognition, which I'm still not sure 100% what it does. No. Um, when did that come in? But uh, yeah, we haven't that had anything. That was before Monterey, wasn't it? Yeah, two years ago, I think. Yeah. yeah. Big sir. But anyway, I, what, yeah, so what will we get? We've got to get something, surely. Well, I, I don't want Eloquence. new features. I want it I, don't, I want it just working. Yeah, yeah exactly I want right. issues. I mean, I will say that the iOS 16 is not perfect. I mean, it's, I don't expect it to be. It's a developer beta. So expecting challenges, expecting problems. One is, at the moment, focus just seems to constantly throw itself back up to the top of the screen. Um, you know, when it, whenever you've actioned something, it, like say, for example, you're doing a WhatsApp message and you're down at the bottom right to get the, you know, the voice message yeah. in. As soon as you're finished with it, it just bounces right back to the top of the screen. It's like a screen refresh almost. Mm. Um, so that's interesting. But, you know, I can live with that. That's okay. It's a beta. Um, right. It's so, a beta. Yeah, we're you know, not the, voice, the voices aren't brilliant on it. I mean, it's still a bit stuttery. A little. I, mean, I noticed Eloquence a little bit stuttery today reading through a message. So, you know, obviously that's, that's going to be the case. But really, you can't take very much from developer betas at this stage. Um, these issues will hopefully be fixed. And that's why these bugs are there, so people like me and others can report them back, and I will absolutely be doing that. Um, but it, it, you know, that, it's just so cool to see more stuff coming in in terms of voices. I think that's good uh, on iOS. Uh, one, actually, that was kind of ignored this year was TV. TVOS didn't get much love at all. Um, in fact, it didn't even get mentioned. So no, it didn't. It that, might I get lots of love, for later. they didn't say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if some of it is just that they're focusing in on certain things this year. I mean, obviously, the, the transition to M2 is probably taking up most of the work um, and getting the OS to work with it. I mean, accessibility, although it's very much part of what they do, it's a much smaller team that are working on it, and they're probably working their backsides off to try and keep up with the changes that are coming in. I mean, yep. think about it, right? Not only they're changing to a new silicon-based operating system, they have to make everything up for that. Now they've got a new OS to contend with as well. Um, or an updated iOS, perhaps, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Uh, but, but not no, just, it's, it's interesting. Sorry, not, not just, you know, an updated Ventura or iOS. Those, like Stage Manager, going through the entire range mm. and those collaborations, so those, those features that they've put in, I mean, how, they've got to think, how, does, how is this going to work with VoiceOver? How is this going to work with a, a Switch system? Well, that's right. Mm. Uh, and and how is it going to work on an iPad versus a Mac? Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, well. It's one example of, of that was when you take a picture. Now you can take from a picture, you can take like uh, like say it's, say it's a picture of your kid or something, right? That you can sort of essentially take the. the <laughs> you child. say that with such derision. Your I know, kid yeah, or yeah, something, um, or whatever. <laughs> or you can you can take your lovely dog. Yeah. Let's say it's the dog, right? So you take the picture. The dog itself, the outline of the dog, can be taken. So the dog's picture outside of the image, you can take it outside of the image and then paste. Why you why you would do that? I have no idea, but you can take oh, it out cool. and then paste it into yeah, a, a message. On the picture of the moon, dogs. Yeah, in put space. the dog on the moon. Yeah, I mean, why? That's <laughs> just but, using the bokeh. You know, the ability to. No, I know, I know that, the, but yeah. what I'm wondering is how the voiceover will work with that, right? So is that oh, going to yeah. be a swipe? Mo is that going to be an action? Well, when you think of explore image, right? I mean, you go through and run your finger over it. I can yeah, see an AI and the exploring this thing. It can recognize objects. And if you can drag and drop, then, hey, yeah. You well, use that's the rotor. You won't use the, yeah, exactly. You're not going to use the drag and drop feature, but you're going to use the rotor to do that, right? Add to drag session and, yep. yeah, paste it mm -hmm. wherever. But look, again, that shows the, the power of the AI because Photoshop and other graphic uh, processing, I can't remember what they're called. <laughs> What are they called? Graphic machine software, learning, anyway, whatever. Graphic learning. Um, yeah, so I'm just saying words. Graphic machine <laughs> learning Look, stuff. The high-end graphic programs out there, like Photoshop, that <laughs> using this thing is... Uh, so things, bored of pictures. The things to cut out objects and magic cut and magic whatever, uh, it's, big, it's a big deal because that's what people want to do. And be, be able to do this on an iPhone or whatever is... It's amazing, depending on how well it works. It is amazing. And they were using it on the lock screen. So that picture of Craig's children he had on his lock screen, you know, it knew the outline of it and they put it 
the 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 time just behind the head. Mm. There was a subtle. He mentioned it himself. There was a subtle effect there. That's all to do with the AI. It's it's cool stuff. Look, it's all very visual. And do we care about it? I don't know yet. But there must be a use case for it in our case. When you said about putting the children in front of the clock, I thought, well, which part of the time don't you want to be able to see? <laughs> yeah, well, that's good for you to get in the way. A bit weird. Yeah, it's like sitting <laughs> in the cinema and someone with a big hat in front of you. Stephen, you haven't got lidar, have you? Well. Interesting question. Yeah, listen so, to this, Robert. Um, so, right, okay. So, people detection, yeah. door detection, as is, is, is going to be now the new feature in iOS 16. I was quite excited about. Um, so, I may have bought myself, which may have just arrived, uh, a new iPhone with lidar, i.e., an iPhone Pro, to play around with just to see what it's like. I'll probably send it back, but I just want to play around with this feature um, because I want to get a sense of what uh, what it's like if it's any good with door I'm detection. I'm disappointed. I'll be honest with you. And what? Uh, that we actually the door detection feature needs lidar. I I, I How else wasn't would it work? Well, Fairy dust. It, no 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 no. It, through object recognition, it mentioned that it object reads out recognition. Yeah, yes. so it can see it in the object, but it can't tell you exactly where it is. That's what the lidar is. That's the lidar, but yeah. Yeah. Well, well, maybe. I don't think that they should work harder. Then it should yes. be able to do it through. Well, so you, you want you up. want a camera that's got no ability to sense depth. You want it to try and work this out just by going, um, yes. well, yeah, let's and, stick a and thumb in there and see what happens. Yes, and that is doable. Look, in the in the oh, feature is, yeah. in the feature description, <laughs> they read that, that it will read the text around the, uh, that's on the door and give you any of that stuff. So it's using the camera as well, right? But it's using the LiDAR for the distancing. I mean, it can recognise objects in real time. So if yes, your hand yeah. goes yeah. into the frame... And it's not exactly heading for that doorknob that it can also recognise with the camera alone. It yes, could Robin. say left a bit, right a bit, couldn't it? That's right. Mm. Correct, Robin. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, good. I like it. As long as you're not expecting to know where it is in relation to you. Yeah, because you could say left and right, left and right, and it'll tell you where your hand is in relation to it. But the doorknob could be five feet away, and it True. won't tell you that. Yeah, well, it should. So you're still yeah. sort of standing there thinking, my hand's on the door. Oh, it's not, because it's not there, because I have no idea where it is. Maybe what we're really so objecting hopeless. to is that the LiDARs are only in the Pro phones. That's going to change. I am absolutely people, convinced. We should get three iPhones with and LiDAR. Why put well, it it's in a blind my... tax. <laughs> what? Yeah, blind exactly. tax. You've got to have Pro in order to get LiDAR. <laughs> I think that will change, because I think the Mini's going to go in the next round. No. Um, and I think whatever they bring out next will be will, will have a LiDAR in all of them. There's my Apple prediction. Glass. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, give us, give us, make it VAT exempt. That'd be nice. I've um, got a, well, sorry. After you. No, go on, Robin. Okay. This is a highly personal question. Oh. Do you guys. I'm not telling you my PIN number. Feel like. Yeah. Um, I can tell you mine. Um, I, I know you will. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. If I just ask for it, you'll tell me it. Weird. Empty you telling you my waist size. Go on. If you were being Same. really honest, do you guys think that you incur the additional expense each month that's covered by your PIP? Um, hang, on, right. hang on. Hang right. on. Give me that again. Okay. <laughs> Do we deserve our PIP is what as you we, As we go to wrap up this episode, <laughs> yep. he, he hits us with this, right? I go mean, on. Not, I, I mean, we all get differing amounts of PIP or DLA or whatever it used to be called. Um, I'm on DLA. Adult okay. disability payment coming soon to Scotland. Yes. Nice. Yes. Do, I mean, and that's, intended to that you know that in um helps us with the extra cost of being disabled mm -hmm. and obviously that varies hugely from person to person and what they have to do and that sort of thing yeah um you know sally's always jumping on trains to pick up her kids and stuff like that whereas before she might be able to run a car which might be cheaper who knows but um so yeah well, you, you know tell her <laughs> Do you think that... Um, Absolutely, I do. Yes. Well, hang Absolutely. on. What was, sorry, what was the question? Um, does do, do you have to pay out, because of your vision impairment, every month, something approaching how much you get coming in? Oh, so you, are you saying that is the cost of being disabled, sort of meeting that cost, or am yeah, I using that money? Yeah, because for me, my more is more than the expense that I incur as a result. Right, okay. And yeah. it's going to be very different for different people, but you know, in a me, in a, in a way, you know, that could go towards going me. having to up just the send phone. it to me. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, go but towards well, a good yeah. cause. It's it's a good point, right? I, I know what you're saying. So essentially, these if, if if we and it's not a blind tax. I'm not. I'm kind of joking around on that. But if you were to buy a phone that had lidar in it, then you know you're buying that. It's going to cost you more money. So therefore, that's what arguably pip 
is partly for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's truth in that. Yeah, I do. I think I, th- I, I also think though that it is a mainstream product, and I think that some features. I, I know I know they have to have reasons to buy one product over the other, so that's the argument. But when it's something which actually does, you know, without that feature, the accessibility features aren't available to us, mm-hmm. then that feels a little bit unequal. So I would say that the argument is maybe that Apple need to make LiDAR more available. And now it is something which is, you know, going to be used for so many of their AR projects. It would make sense to have it in all of their products. Because I think a lot of people may just buy phones and then think, oh, hang on, what, I needed I needed the Pro version to get this? Yes. Um, it kind of went out of my mind when I bought my Mini because I thought, oh, this is great. And then, oh, hang on, out of LiDAR. Oh, right. And mm. and at first you think, well, okay, whatever, right? Oh, I don't have people detection. That's fine because I don't like people. So that's fine. Um, but when it comes to... <laughs> that's a good reason to detect. I, I, I think this is Steve, <laughs> Stephen's way of saying I'm not answering the uh, pit question. Yeah, no, no, I, I, no, I absolutely... It was a, well, it was a personal No, 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 I, I am, I'm happy to answer it. I think you're absolutely right. It's I a don't hypothetical know if, one, let's say. I don't know if my costs are more, but they certainly do mount up. You know, I've said this before on the show. I've said, you know, I've got a cleaner at home because, you know, I need that. That costs an amount of money a month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I do take taxis more because... And you know, you know what? I'm going to stop you there because it feels like you're having to justify yourself. And I feel we don't have to justify in anything that we spend our money on. If you feel like you need a cleaner and someone else feels like they don't, that's absolutely I, fine. I need my mechanical keyboard from Logitech because I need to be able to hear the keys as I press them. Actually, I take it all back. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> Look, no, it's hugely personal, but... It is, just a, exactly right. Yeah, but I think you're general, right. I mean, there's definitely, yeah. there's definitely a cost to being disabled. And th- there is an argument I know in our community, maybe not so much among the blind community, but certainly among the wider disabled community, that the amount that we receive in PIP is nowhere near enough. Um, and I think for many people who are in, I mean, you know, when you hear, we had a lot of the stories coming out from people when the cost of living, I mean, it's not that the cost of living has gone away, but, you know, when, when the announcements came out and it was in the media and everyone's talking about cost of living, you were hearing these stories of people, tragic stories, frankly, of people having to live their lives in ways which, frankly, were just ridiculous, the mm. costs that were incurred and clearly more should have been given to those people. And I would say for it has to be in a case by case, I think, because mm. there are certainly people who need more than perhaps you and I do. Um, that's why even it's, it's not so much a case of, well, it has to be case by case because we're worried about fraud. I mean, that argument always comes up and I'm sick hearing it because fraud in, in disability payment is so little and nothing. It's, it's not even worth talking about. But, you know, newspapers love to pick up on it because, you know, you're either yep. a saint or a sinner when you're disabled. So, you know, um, but, you know, the truth is that there are many people who frankly are deserving of more and should get more because they need it um, because of their particular disability, because of the number of carers they need in, because of the electricity costs of hoists and, you know, all the equipment they may need to run so that they can they can live their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas those costs may not be quite as attributable to us. Um Electricity definitely is. Look, the amount of visually impaired people that maybe don't leave the house as much, and mm-hmm. I'm putting myself in here. Hey, I'm in this shed all up, right? The electricity costs alone, energy costs, are incredible at yeah. the minute. And with 80 or whatever it is now percent of people being unemployed, you know, you, you can't just sit in a chair with everything turned off for 24 hours, you know? It's, uh, there is extra costs there. Sorry. Carry yeah. on. Is that the no, latest figure right. for visually impaired? Eighty uh, percent. No, I'm just going off that. That's always been touted. I actually don't know what the latest figures, but mm. I've got no doubt whatsoever. It's not got any better. Well, it was yeah, it used it to be seventy three last time I looked. It was, but, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it was, that, sure that's for sure people of working age. Who yes, are blind that's right. Yes, yeah. yeah. just to yeah. Be, but yeah. I mean, you know, we're not expecting babies to be working. Well, are we? Give it time. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> oh, it's all got a bit political. Well done, Robin. Thanks, Sorry. Robin. No, but that's a good. It's a right question to ask. It's the right question to ask because I think, and I, I have to say, bravo for bringing that up. Because yeah, you're right. I mean, it could be the case that there are people thinking this isn't enough. This doesn't cover the costs. And I think for most people today, with the electricity costs and like you say, Sean, with the costs associated, then yeah, that amount probably doesn't even cover the electricity bill. Yeah, for some people. <laughs> no, totally. Sorry, Sean, I cut you off. So it's your turn now. I can't remember what I was going to say oh, now, Robin. You know me. Um, you know, like going to the toilet every 10 minutes, my memory just goes. I have no idea. You've done well, actually. You've done Thank well. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but it was a good event. I mean, it's funny. I feel that there's not a lot we've picked up from it, but yet there was a lot in it. 
Um, <laughs> Hang on. Have you tried the door detection on your new device yet? No, it's just arrived. It's just arrived today. Oh. I mean, it literally arrived before oh, we'll we started. Wait five minutes. Off you go. <laughs> Let's get it recorded. There you go. An unboxing and uh, yeah, we'll live unboxing. It. Oh, it's, a, it's an iPhone in a box. There and you then go. Some live lidaring. Yep. <laughs> Um, you are one foot away from KFC. Excellent. That's what <laughs> I want to the know. handle. Ding Always. <laughs> there is the chicken. <laughs> if it can identify specific chicken, like chicken popper. Chicken detection. Chicken poppers? Is that what they call it? Chicken, chicken pop- popcorn. Popcorn. You know, you eat. I, know, I, I forgot never for a eat, second. never seen so many <laughs> chicken popcorn in my life. I don't know how you're still alive. I love my chicken popcorn. <laughs> I love KFC. It is Korea's finest chicken. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, it is. It comes from Korea. That is true. I read this somewhere. It was on the internet. It must be true. Okay, that is just so not true. It's not from but, Kentucky. I'll uh, tell you that. Right. Um, but yeah, I've got to say it was uh, the recipe came from there. But let's just draw We're a line under you, that. Right. Okay. Before we go, I got to say this: quick assist in Windows. What has happened? It's inaccessible to me. Right, Can anyone confirm about? this? Right. Okay. So. In Windows 10 and Windows 11, there is something called Quick Assist. Press Windows, Control, and Q. And it's a way to give remote assistance to someone. So, you know, I'm going to use the parents thing again. If your mum or dad rings you up and says, ah, my computer's not working, you can say, okay, press this keyboard shortcut and tell me the number that comes up. You type it in on your side and you can control their computer. Beautiful. It's a great thing for support. Except... It's no good for screen reader users because, you know, it, it doesn't transmit audio. But, so you need to be able to see the screen. But aside from that, the thing is, they've done an update to it now, and it's now available through the Windows Store. And if you do that keyboard shortcut, it says, oh, you need the latest version. Go to the Windows Store, which you do, download it. And that version, firstly, is not accessible. Boo. It, it doesn't work with NVDA. Now, I have managed to get it to work with Narrator, but I had to put focus on it using the mouse. So, I mean, that's terrible. But Mm. aside from that, it also doesn't work with that keyboard shortcut. So if you do Windows, Control, and Q, it brings up the old version again and says, hey, you need to download uh, the new version. And if you've already done it, then click here. I mean, what's the It's the worst, because the whole point is that this is for assisting people, giving people support that maybe are a little bit tentative with using a new computer or yeah, they're, not, they're not technical people. And to have two versions running of the same app and one of them's just saying, oh, you need to update. Oh, perhaps you already have. And the other one isn't accessible. It drives me crazy. Sort yourself out. Thank you. That's very Mac in some ways because the Mac used to do this when you would put a new application in. Uh, sometimes it would maybe have a different name or maybe be like version two or whatever, and it would leave the old application in. And that used to always be fun. <laughs> yeah. um, now, they have said in their support page that they are in Windows 11, they're going to sort it all out so that the keyboard shortcut, and actually I'm using the, what's it called? The um, uh, the the beta program, whatever they call it on Windows, I can't remember now. The inner circle. The insider. <laughs> insider, <laughs> that's it. Thank you very much. The inner circle sounds better. I like that, yeah. The Insider, and on my other laptop, uh, it, using that keyboard shortcut does bring up the new version. But again, still inaccessible to my NVDA, at least. Um, but for Windows 10, they said they're not going to sort that. They're going to leave it as it is. That's unacceptable. Thank you. Yep. Wow. Okay, well, we'll uh, leave that there. Well, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things I just feel we're leaving on the table today. <laughs> we're waiting for the emails. Yeah, well, we've got plenty of those coming in and we're going to get into your emails over the course of the next week. And every day, as of Monday, we're going to be reading through your emails. So uh, those ones you've sent through already, I promise you, they have not been lost. They are all sitting there waiting to be read. And uh, I will get into those with Sean and Robin and whoever else joins us over the next week. Uh, Saturday edition, of course, is the new name of the weekend edition. Although, you know, as far as the, you know, the intro is concerned. It's still the weekend edition. We'll fix Saturday, that. Oh, someone will fix it. We'll get someone. Saturday. 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 Is tis was day. Show me fighting. Apparently, according ah, to John. Yeah. yeah. Thank Let's you, Red. Dying fly. Pardon? The dying fly. That was on tis was, wasn't it? Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Stephen hasn't got a clue. Before no Stephen's time. I, I, yeah. I remember button moon. 
And He's all remember. alive and kicking. Oh, yeah. I, I remember it's... alive and kicking. SMTV. That was another story. There you um, go. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was something totally different when I watched <laughs> it on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Just because Cat Dealey was in it. It wasn't what I was hoping for. But um... Okay, let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but remember, keep in touch with us. You can uh, email if you wish. Hello at blindguytalkstech.com. You can also uh, leave us a voicemail on what I call the Felix line, although I haven't heard from Felix in a while. Hope you're all right, Felix. 0204 571 3354. Maybe we've not, well, we haven't much to say in the past week. So, you know, to be fair. True. But I will say, though, um, I want to just give a shout out to Janine Stanley for her excellent Color Star Identifier product yes. uh, review. That was absolutely fantastic this week. And also to Alan McDonald for his amazing review of uh, Amadeus Pro. Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus. Oh, Rock oh, me. oh Amadeus. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, keep, their, keep them coming in. If you want to do a demo, send it in to us. We'd love that. You can send it in by email or pigeon. Uh, other methods are available. We don't have a PO box. We should get a PO box. People could oh, send that us would be hard so drives. Cool. Yeah, full of demonstrations. That'd be um, cool. Okay. Yeah, we'll work on that one. Uh, that's it for this week, though. Um, thank you to everyone. I hope Tim managed to get turn his computer back on. I think Tim needs some quick assist. Love to be honest. He does. Yes, Tim needs a new computer. I Immediate think. assistance, I think. <laughs> And so maybe maybe that's why because Sally had to go for a crisis and Tim had a computer problem. Maybe there you that's go. what it was. Maybe Sally was off to America yes. to help Tim. Uh, well, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. She's that's exactly what happened. I yes, promise exactly. you. That's exactly what happened. We missed you. Um, but yes, we'll be back uh, next week with another uh, week of podcasts. Join us from Monday through Saturday on the podcast Blind Guy Talks Tech. Subscribe to it wherever you get it. If you are listening to it now, that probably means you're listening to it on the podcast. Well done. Mm. Uh, but you will <laughs> have to... Day. Well, if you're listening on Lady A or Lady S or Lady G or whatever else, uh, yeah, yeah. then the website. you won't have subscribed. Oh, true, true. So, website, You all think you're so smart, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah think these things through. I'm, yeah. I'm going to not say anything for the rest of the show. Bye. Good idea. Just, just in time for it to finish as well. Thanks a lot, guys. Catch you next time. Bye.